You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. How is everyone this morning? Good, not bad, good. Woo, I'm good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Come on. Good to be in church, right? Or yep. to be here as the church, yeah. right? Yeah. And, uh, I'm excited for this morning. I'm excited uh, just to be here. Uh, I'm excited to share the Word as well. Uh, I love the Word of God. Uh, and, um, you know, last week was amazing. Uh, wherever you were, whether you're here at our combined service or you're at our church camp, uh, you know, we, everyone had a great time. Everyone had a good time. I had a particular great time. Uh, I got snapped falling asleep on the grass. Uh, if you saw on the, uh, the church Instagram page, if you don't follow it, c3.victory. Uh, look at that plug right there. Uh, I know how to roll. Uh, and so uh, I had a great time, you know, just, just snoozing. Darren said at our, at our devotion time as we came together at church, he goes, you can do whatever you want. I go, cool. I'm going to lie here in God's presence. <laughs> no, it's good. I loved it. I loved it. We actually got a little bit inspired, right? We had a little walk around at everyone's campsites. And so we got a little bit inspired to, uh, you know, plan and just, you know, think what we can do for the future. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm making my case to get a ute and all that kind of fancy cool stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm gonna have the best, right? Have the best, and uh, and and, and at, at church camp as well. We actually uh, we baptized or Darren baptized one of our own, Barbara Lee, and so that was really cool to to experience and to do that as a family. Uh, so it was just a great time of you know just being together, and then also this week we have our V groups. Hey, I'm just plugging left, right, and center. Right, uh, V groups. If you're not in one, uh, get yourself into one because they are great. Because you know we don't just do community here on Sunday morning once a week, but we do community outside of you know Sundays. Uh, so get yourself along to a V group, uh, and yeah, this is going to be good times. You know we've got our youth V groups happening uh, this week as well, and I'm just excited to get into the Word into James. Um, and who's been enjoying our like 10 week journey? I don't even know what week we're, I think like week six, five, six, I've lost count. And, uh, you know, it's, I'm just, all I know is my scripture that I need to share this morning. All right. And, uh, and I'm sharing out of James 3, verses 13 to 18. So if you've got a Bible, we're reading out of the NIV version today. And so if you've got a Bible uh, that may not be the NIV version, we've got that on screen for you. And so what it says is in James 3, verses 13 to 18, it says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. 
But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but it is earthly, unspiritual of the devil. Whoa, James, calm down, right? Of the devil. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. Let's pray. God, we thank You for this morning. We thank You for the Word of God, that it is just amazing. God, that it is just full of life, God. It has got Your breath in it. And so this morning, as we unpack this, Lord Father, let it hit the hearts, God. Let it hit the hearts, Lord Father, as He unpack this practical passage, God, Father, from James. And God, we just pray that we'd have fun. We have fun this morning, and uh, and we just have a good time this morning in church, in your mighty name, amen. Amen. God, James is like, we've been talking about James obviously a lot. And, you know, there's been some comments about James. You know, he's, he hits the punches, you know, everything like that. And I believe that James is like an underdog, right? He's an underdog. You know, he's, he did some amazing things. And, uh, but I just, I kind of see him as like an underdog in, in everything that was in the Bible. You know, Christina, is, Christina and I were talking about, I don't know if you guys have had this kind of conversation, but like, what book, what kind of book would you write if you were writing a book for the Bible? You ask yourself that? That's a really interesting question, right? Are you a Psalms person? Are you a Proverbs person? Are you, are you like straight to the point? Are you, are, you, are you writing some things? Are you a narrative? Are you, are you poetic? Christina and I were talking about this and uh, Christina's like, You'd write a book like James. You're practical, straight to the point, and blunt. Thanks, bud. But it's true. I would write a book like James because that's just who I am. And it's probably why I love this book and why I love that, you know, James is kind of like an underdog. You know, I feel that as the younger brother of Jesus, right, the Messiah, hey, right, James is like, James could have been kind of overlooked, James could have kind of done his own thing, but instead he done he, he did all these amazing things, you know, in that era, in that time. And then he writes this amazing book that's just full of, you know, practical issues that we, uh, you know, we face today. This whole book of James is, takes the theory of, of a Christian life, right? He takes the theory of it and turns it into practical practice. Turns it into practical practice. So we get into this uh, passage of Scripture and, you know, what does it mean for us today? What, is, what, is it, what does it mean for us? And so we start this uh, passage from James 3.13. We start with a question. James hits us hard with a question. It says, who is wise and understanding among you? And so for James, this is a rhetoric question focused at teachers and sages of the times, not the herb, you know, uh, but sages, people who called themselves people of wisdom, right? So teachers and sages of the time, people had titles and, uh, that showed that they had wisdom rather than people who displayed actual wisdom. 
James' description, James' description will not permit the teacher to think that his or her mastery of theology or exegesis is sufficient to pass master or what is adequate or satisfactory at the time. Rather, what passes master for James is behavior shaped by humble wisdom. It's behavior. And so straight off the bat, we've got this question. And then straight after the question, which is a rhetoric question, we have an answer. James gives us an answer. He's like, I give you this question. Wait, but don't answer it. I'll answer it for you. And so straight into verse 13b, James throws us the answer. and He goes, let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. And so James's answer is show your show by your good life that your works that your works are done with gentleness born of wisdom. James's concern here is the pattern of life that routinely and habitually manifests good works. You know, after James finishes uh, giving the answer, he now brings up this kind of word wisdom. He brings this word wisdom into the context and it's a central concern of the paragraph and what we have been saying uh, as we look into this book is the entire book, a book of wisdom. And this is to remind ourselves that he does not tell the good teacher to be wise but to manifest good works in wisdom. So now because of this answer, that James has made about being wise is actually about our behavior rather than our knowledge on wisdom. We learn that it's not all about what we say, but it's about the works. It's about the action. It's about what we do in wisdom. And so we have the question, we have the answer, but then James gives us two types of wisdoms. He gives us two types of wisdoms. And I love that because he doesn't say, you know, there is wisdom, but he actually explains that there is wisdom that is not right, but then there's wisdom that is right. He gives us kind of a clarity of what is wisdom, what is true wisdom. And so there's two wisdoms. And there's the difference between earthly wisdom and heavenly wisdom. And how James wants us to work in the realms of heavenly wisdom, God's wisdom. So from verse 14, it says, But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and of the devil. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and evil in every evil practice. But the wisdom, the second wisdom, God's wisdom, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. I love how Eugene Peterson says it in the, uh, in the message version. It says, mean-spirited ambition, ambition isn't wisdom. Boasting that you're wise isn't wisdom. Twisting the truth to make, you sound, make yourself sound wise isn't wisdom. It's the furthest thing from wisdom. It's animal cunning. It's devilish kniving. 
Whenever you're trying to look better than others or to get the better of others, things fall apart. And everyone, everyone ends up at others' throats. Real wisdom, God's wisdom begins with a holy life and is characterized by getting along with others. It is gentle and reasonable, overflowing with mercy and blessings. Not hot one, not hot, uh, not hot one day and cold the next. It's not two-faced. Come on, how good is that? So James is saying that earthly wisdom is self-indulgent. It pushes one's agenda. It's self-promoting. It's boasting. It's mean-spirited. It's zealous, but not in a good way. Right? They're zealous and they're zealous. Right? It's that overbearing, in-your-face zealousness. It's that Instagram hashtag sponsored video post, right? That comes up on your feed. You don't know how, but it does. But it's that dude or that person saying, hey, do you want a better life? Come do this one night course for $300 to see how your life could be better. And so you go along to the course because it sounds good. You want a better life. You want a better life. And you pay $300, you eat some some substandard finger food. You talk to some people who are a little bit socially awkward and the person talks about how they made a great life for themselves and gave you some keys that you kind of already knew. It's a little bit, you, know, you kind of knew it already. And so you go away annoyed because you just, you already knew the keys. You just paid $300 for this night and all you got was some earthly wisdom. All you got was, all you paid for was someone who was self-promoting themselves. Making a name for themselves. They were sharing earthly wisdom. But real wisdom, God's wisdom, is not that. True wisdom, and I love this part, is that true wisdom is first pure that has no defects. Ultimately, purity is a mark of Christ. And and of those in union with Him, us, like 1 John 3 verse 3 says, everyone who has this hope in Him purifies himself just as He, Jesus, is pure. Because God and His Word promises are pure. Wisdom is first of all pure. God's wisdom is also peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good works, good fruit, impartial and sincere. So we have the question, we have the answer, we have these two wisdoms. One's not great and one's the best. Heavenly wisdom. We have the context, but what does it mean? Right? James is talking to teachers and sages of the time. And now we're in the 21st century, and, 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 and now it's us. So what does it look like for us in our context? What does it look like for us in our work and in our home, in our community, in our family, within our friends? Now share a story. I love sharing stories. 
So in 2009, right? Over 10 years ago now. Woo! I just finished up my diploma in Christian ministries. Update on my studies, right? I told you last time uh, I got a credit. Uh, one point off a distinction uh, in my Bachelor of Theology. I know, it's sad times. Uh, got a little bit busy in semester two, left the things a little bit too late, became a real student, uh, did everything last minute. And, uh, but, hey, I passed. <laughs> semester two, I passed. I'm on my way to a bachelor, yo. And so, anyway, 2009, I just finished up my diploma in Christian ministry. And I also, right, I also remember getting this, like, real cool word, uh, from my youth pastor at the time, uh, saying that I was going to be a man of wisdom. I said, that's cool. You know, not just wisdom for myself, but wisdom that people would come to me for. I remember the words. You write it down, you know, so you can go back onto it, look at it. Great when you get a prophetic word. And so, uh, you know, so I, I, I got this word. And so these, thing, these two things married up, you know, I just got a diploma in, in Christian ministries. I just got this amazing word of, I'm going to be a man of wisdom. And these two things married up with my age, around 22 years old, uh, and my shortfallings as a human being, right? I'm not perfect. Definitely not perfect, especially then. I'm young, you know, naive, a little bit stupid, right? Uh, and and uh, these things married up together is that I became a little bit boastful. I became a little bit proud. I, I, be, I, I became a little bit arrogant and, and very zealous. Right? I'm going to change the world. Change the world. And I was like, hey, yo, you look at me. I've done my diploma. I know theology. I'm wise. You know, I got that word. You hear that dude? Give me that word. Right? I'm a wise man. I've got wisdom. I'm full of wisdom. You know, not, not a good thing to think about, you know. Matthew 23 verse 12 says, Whoever exalts himself will be humbled. James 4 verse 6, we'll look at it pretty soon. But he who gives more grace, therefore it says, God opposes the proud but gives more grace to the humble. So I'm out of Bible college and I have this prophetic word. And at the time I'm working part-time at a radio station. Real cool is, you know, love and life. I'm, I'm driving their promo vehicles around and I'm giving out free stuff to people and things like that. It's cool. And, you know, was, you know, I'm going to gigs when I can and everything like that, you know, concerts and stuff. And, but I'm also volunteering my time a little bit at church, you know, youth on a Friday and, you know, during the day setting up, amazing. And, uh, you know, doing Friday night and stuff like that. And it was really cool. And so one day... I'm thinking about this decision that I want to make. You know, I need wisdom for this decision. I need wisdom. You know, I'm, I got my diploma in Christian ministries. I got this prophetic word that I'm going to be wise. And so I need wisdom. I need to tap into that prophetic word. Wisdom. So I need to make this decision. So I tell my friend one day, I think I'm going to stop volunteering at church and go full time into radio. Because, you know, I want to I wanna make a difference in the entertainment you know, industry. I'm going to change, you know, the entertainment industry all by myself. I'm going to everyone saved. Everyone in the entertainment world saved. In New Zealand, anyway, it's pretty small. And, I, and, and <laughs> you know, I, I, I got a little bit zealous. 
right? I got full of zeal is that I'm going to change the entertainment uh, you know, industry and the, in the environment of, of radio. You know, I did not have pure motives. My wisdom was not full of pureness, purity, pureness, purity. I've spoken too much this weekend. I was young, my, my, literally, my flesh just wanted to be at all the cool concerts, right? My flesh just wanted to be at all the gigs. I wanted to go to the free concert. I was working for a radio station. I didn't go for the free, as many free concerts as I wanted to. I was going hanging out, hanging out at people. And, you know, when, when you're giving away free stuff, you become the cool guy, right? And so I'm self-promoting myself now because I'm, I'm giving people free stuff. I can hook people up to concerts, I can hook people up to gigs. I'm self, I just want to, I want to make myself look good. I've got selfish ambition. I want to make a name for myself. And literally at the end of the day, when push came to shove, it didn't happen. But I knew that if I went down that road, if push came to shove, I would deny the truth of Jesus. Like looking back at myself, knowing who I was, you, you know the person, you know you, I know me. Push came to shove, I would deny the truth of Jesus. That was not godly wisdom. The funny thing is, is that Jesus is funny. Just before summer, just as I'm like going to, you know, try and get this full-time role. It's the busiest time for radio station. You know, you drive around all of New Zealand. It's not that big. You do it in like two days. And, and you know, you're giving away free stuff and everything. It's the busiest time for radio promotion, you know, concerts and everything like that. I lost my license for three months. Just demerit points, nothing silly. It's okay. You know, it's just demerit. That's silly too, but just. <laughs> I lost my license for three months and the, and the radio station said, no, you can't work for us. You don't, have a, you don't have a license. And so, hey, what do I do? I just go back to Jesus. I go back to church. I start volunteering more days because what else am I going to do, right? I get myself plugged back more into church, Right? So the funny thing, Jesus' grace is all on that. I was a little bit of an idiot, but God sorted me out. And so like I said at the start of this message is that the, the, the book of James is this practical book that we can go to in a time of need. It's practical. As a pastor, when I've needed to speak into something, or you know, uh, you know, or or Christina and I, as a married couple, we're we're, we're butting heads, right, and we need to make a decision, or something hap- needs to happen, or even in a decision, in a decision that I need to make in my own life, that I need the answer for, that I need wisdom for. It is good that we take a moment and we go look at this scripture that James has given us. That when we need wisdom, we can figure out what does that look like in this decision? What does wisdom, what does godly wisdom look like outworked in this decision? And so we have these seven fruits of wisdom. Seven fruits of wisdom. Are my motives pure? Are my motives pure? Am I pushing my own agenda? 
Am I being selfish or are my motives pure? What's, what am I looking at here? Is, this, is there peace in this situation? Am I bringing peace into this situation? Is there peace in this situation? What is, is, God, is, there, is there like a godly peace to it? When you need to make this decision, is there a godly peace? Is, is God bringing a peace so that you can go further into it, further into this decision-making process? Am I being considerate or gentle to the people around me? When I'm making this decision, am I, am I considering other people? Am I considering other parties in this decision? Am I being gentle to their needs? Am I being gentle to their emotions? You know, gentleness is not a sign of weakness. Even Paul says that gentleness, get this, gentleness is among the top virtues of a leader. That's what Paul says. We are all leaders of something. Husbands over our families. Husbands and wives over our kids. We are leaders in our workplace. Leaders in our community and in our friendship groups. We are, we are leaders. Gentleness. We have gentleness. Am I being submissive or do I have the attitude of having the willingness to yield? I.e., do I have to be right? Do I, in this moment, have to be right? A little bit of honesty. I struggle with this one. I am stubborn. I am so stubborn. We won't get more into that because it hurts. Uh, <laughs> can, I, can, can we be challenged to a different thought or challenged to think differently? Scott McKnight says this. He says, the, the wise teacher, because he or she mentally or, or uh, she or she knows mental and moral limitations, nurtures a willingness to listen and to change. For this reason, pastors and teachers do well to have someone whom they are accountable to, whether it be uh, another pastor, an administrative leader, or a spiritual director. V-groups are a great place for us to experience that, to experience accountability, to experience in a safe place a time to be challenged. Can you be challenged? Do you have to be right? And V groups are a, pl- a great place for that because it is a safe place. It's a safe place of accountability, of being challenged. Am I showing mercy and good fruit? McKnight explains that, uh, like this, that both mercy and good fruits are shaped by Jesus' creed love your neighbor as yourself. Am I treating this situation, am I treating others in this situation how I would like to be treated? Am I being impartial or, or being non-judgmental? Am I looking at the whole picture, the big picture? Not just my part, but am I looking at the whole thing? 
Am I looking you know, down the track in a few days of if I make this decision now, am I looking at the, the consequences or you know, what would happen in the future if I made this decision right now? Am I being impartial or non-judgmental? And am I being sincere? Am I showing love in this moment? Am I showing love? Have I gone away to take uh, you know, time to think about this situation and have I done it in a place of love? Is the wisdom that I'm getting showing love? You know, James is giving us such a practical tool and as the band comes up, to get through life in moments where we are faced with something at work or in our families or even just as a personal matter that needs wisdom. That if we use godly wisdom, if we look at the fruit of godly wisdom and outwork godly wisdom in our behavior rather than our own ambitions and selfish motives, God will give us the answer in our time of need. And so coming out of this message, and I just, it's such a practical message. It's such a practical message. And I didn't believe that we needed to pray for anyone. I didn't believe that we need to have this big altar call or anything like that. But being such a practical message, being something that is, can be so uh, you know, intimate with you and God, I just really felt that as we finish this message this morning, the band is going to play. I'm going to lead us into some worship. That's going to worship behind us. And we're going to stand in a minute. But I really just wanted all of us just to take time to align ourselves with God. You know, maybe, maybe we, we're really good at maybe five out of seven of these things, you know. And maybe there's just two things that maybe that we know, right? We know. I shared one saying that I know. I was honest. <laughs> Maybe we just need to realign ourselves to God's wisdom. Maybe we just need to realign ourselves. It's nothing big. It's not like we're going to pray for you and you're going to fall over and everything like that. But this is just a personal time with you and God. Just to say, hey, God, what's, what is it? What? Show me out of these seven, what is something that is maybe I'm just a little bit out of? Maybe I'm just a little bit unaligned at the moment. So you guys can stand. We're going to stand this morning. As the band leads us into a bit of worship. Don't be afraid to ask God, what do I need to realign myself in? What do I need to realign my thoughts on wisdom to your godly thoughts on wisdom? Come on, we'll just worship and let God do something in your spirit this morning. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. 
To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.